even though I was like suffering and unhappy, I kind of would tell myself, but this is like easy, you know, you know what you're doing. I wasn't good. I mean, I was a great teacher. Still am. I'm a great teacher. I know how to teach all different, you know, disabilities, likes, dislikes. But I was so unhappy. I would wake up in the morning and like, just not want to go. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, Burned In Teachers? Happy New Year and welcome to the Burned In Teacher podcast. I'm your host, Amber Harper, and I'm so excited that you're here for the first episode of the brand new year. So in an effort to help to inspire you in this brand new, this brand spanking new year of 2023, I thought it'd be a perfect time to introduce you to my friend, Amy. Amy is a Burned In Teacher University student. She's been teaching for 16 and a half years, and she works as an autistic support teacher in the grades K through three. But as you'll hear, and all of my burned and bored teachers, you are totally going to relate to her story. She was burned out for years and didn't even know, she didn't even know it. And as she tells her story, I can just hear that for so many years, she had a desire for change, and she just was so afraid to take that leap because she was comfortable. I mean, can you relate? I know I have been there before. I know that I especially felt that way back in the years of 2011 through 2014. I was just really comfortable with my day in and day out, and yet I was miserable. And I know if you've been listening for a while, you know that part of my burnout journey. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Amy. And before I do, could I ask you a quick favor? Would you mind jumping into Apple iTunes and leaving me a rating and a review? Those ratings and reviews help so many teachers from around the world to find this podcast when they're looking for support 
through their burnout. And I know that you know what that feels like to feel like you're alone, to feel like no one can help you, to feel like you are destined to live this teacher life as a miserable person um, in the classroom and in life. So if you wouldn't mind jumping over there and even jumping into Spotify and giving me a quick rating, that would be so extremely helpful and I would really, really appreciate it. All right, without further ado, let me introduce you to my friend, Amy. I cannot wait for you to hear her story. I'll see you inside. Burn on. Well, hey, Amy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I'm so excited to hear your story. So tell us a little bit about you. So I'm so excited to be here. I'm a big fan. Um, so I am um, a special ed teacher, but as we know, being in special ed, you wear many, many hats and you can teach many different students. So the term special ed to me is pretty broad as I feel like I have done learning support. I've done emotional support. I have done life skills. I've done multiple disabilities. Um, and currently I'm an autistic support teacher. But in my district, we have like a tiered program. So I have the ones that need the most intensive support. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been a special ed teacher for, I'm going on 17 years. I can't believe it. 17 years in special ed? 17 wow. years in special ed. You are an special angel. Ed. I mean, there's also been my like breaks, my maternity breaks and whatnot. But right. um, I just got at my district just got my 15 year gap and I was like 15 years in one place or in one district I should mm-hmm. say um 12 of those years though were at middle school mm-hmm. and I currently am in an elementary school okay. and elementary school seems to be where my heart really belongs I loved middle school um but my big part of my burn uh, out process was you know middle school is a different time of life and Mm -hmm. elementary school um it's just a totally different ball game but my heart is definitely in the elementary world so yes 12 years in the middle school um and then I started um our program now in the elementary school Mm. it's kind of crazy that is, it is crazy. And how commendable to say that you have been doing this for 17 years. That's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, the IEP process has changed so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we progress monitor has changed the number of programs that I've, I have to learn the gen ed program. And then the gen ed, then I have to learn how to modify the special ed program and just the professional developments that I've attended that really I need to know for gen ed purposes, but really will never, you know, get to. So right. it has been quite a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and what has led me here is because I really just love it, mm-hmm. but I can't always keep up with right. the ins and outs of the Right, right. And we're going to definitely get into that. But I also would love to hear too about Amy as outside of teaching. Like, what are you outside of teaching? What do you, what do you enjoy doing? Do you have kids? I guess you mentioned maternity leaves. Yeah. So tell us about. So I have two kids. Mm -hmm. Um, They're very close in age. So it's also really funny being a 
mom, a teacher mom, mm-hmm. because there's some things I get. And then, you know, we have conferences and I have to sit on the other end of the table. Um, it's very interesting to be a teacher mom. It is. I, have, I agree. <laughs> yes, it's very odd. Um, so I have just started and I'm actually running soon a half marathon. Running was something that was always on my bucket list. I don't know why. I just thought like I don't really love to work out, but I love the feeling after I've got a good workout Mm -hmm. in. So I do work out pretty consistently over probably the past seven years. Um, That's like kind of what I do. And then I volunteer at my kids' schools. Um, We're in that very interesting time of my kids are finding what they like. My daughter does horseback riding. I know more about horses than I could have ever imagined in all my years. And then my son's a big swimmer. I know more about swimming than I've ever known. So (laughs) I love to read. I love to, um, I always say walking is my favorite exercise. We have an Australian shepherd dog. So she loves to go with me on our walks. Yeah, they're very Um, active very active she is a great dog and then um my family actually my sister lives and her husband live up the street and they have little little ones so whenever I need like a baby fix or my sister needs you know help for something I get that to that world of being an aunt so my days in and out I feel like I'm very busy I love to take naps yes (laughs) such a luxury they are. I agree with you. They are such a luxury. Mm-hmm. And I, I have so many commonalities. I grew up with horses, horses. I I don't oh. ride anymore, but I just, I love talking to people who are in the horse world. I love to run. World. Yes. Yes. Parents. I've been through the whole, my girls are older now, but I remember sitting on the other side of the table as a parent at a parent teacher yeah. conference and just, <laughs> it's just a different experience. It is. Yeah. So all right. So now that we know you as a person and as a teacher, I mean, teachers are people mm-hmm. too, but out inside right. and outside the school, uh, tell us a little bit about, you kind of alluded to part of your burnout story was when you were at the middle school, you maybe needed a change. So mm-hmm. you went to the elementary. So tell us a little bit about your burnout story, what that looked like, what it felt like for you. Right. Well, I wish I had found this podcast so such a long time ago because I was burned out and had no idea. Mm. I was burned out and I was ready to leave teaching altogether at one point. And it was just, it was pre-pandemic. So I couldn't blame it on the pandemic that happened when I was in elementary school. But I was just, I didn't really have any processes for any of my paperwork, which really kind of was hard and part of it was my fault but there was really nobody there to guide me in that and I had just all my paperwork would just pile up and then it was due and then I'm bringing all of that home at that time I had real little ones like my my son was just a baby and it would be like okay um you watch this episode of you know Blue's Clues and I would be on my computer trying to catch up but I was never really catching up Mm. we were just at a point where I work in a small district but we had a good reputation we saw have a good reputation Mm. everybody was coming to us 
And it was like the class sizes, I felt like overnight, you know, we're just growing and growing and growing. And the needs were coming in. We're just changing all of the time. I always wanted to go back to elementary or go at to elementary school, but mm -hmm. I had a really supportive, um, really supportive administration. I had, I built a great team of support staff. So even though I was like suffering and unhappy, I kind of would tell myself, but this is like easy, you know, you know what you're doing. I wasn't good. I mean, I was a great teacher. Still am. I'm a great teacher. I know how to teach all different, you know, disabilities, likes, dislikes. But I was so unhappy. I would wake up in the morning and like, just not want to go. But I was like, I have to go. You know, I have a family at home I'm supporting. I have people at work that are depending on me. And then I would be out for one day and everybody was like, it wasn't the same without you. So then I wasn't taking personal time. I was taking sick days when I was just really, really sick. Or if my kids were sick, which as if you're a parent, have kids of any time, you know, a sick day with a kid is like the least relaxing thing. Exactly. So that's, it was just such a time where I had the highs and I had the lows and but I wasn't managing anything I was just flying by the seat of my pants and I wanted something more for myself but I didn't know if it was ever possible mm -hmm. to actually have that so I think that I've gone through all of the stages of burnout without really even knowing that I was going through it and really just pushed through to the other side but that's not what I want for myself, especially now. Hey there, I'm interrupting this episode really quickly to tell you about my newest free workshop, How to Tackle Your Teacher Burnout in 30 Minutes. Okay, okay, truth be told, you can't fully cure your burnout in 30 minutes, but you can learn some incredibly important mindset shifts and steps you can take today to begin to see dramatic results tomorrow. The fact is, you have to be willing to make changes in your own life now if you want to keep changing the lives of your students. And heck, not just the lives of your students, but your life as well. You know that's important too, right? In this free on-demand workshop, you'll learn three mistakes that most teachers make that will keep you stuck in burnout for far too long. You'll learn three actionable mindset shifts that will help you begin to tackle your burnout without the self-care lecture, by the way. And you'll learn the process to design a personalized burnout plan to help you tackle your burnout and thrive in the classroom and in life. And spoiler alert, in this less than 45 minute workshop, I'll also give you an opportunity to save money on my signature course, Burned in Teacher University. But I only offer this to teachers who are truly ready to make some big shifts in their lives. And it starts with this workshop. So if when you think about your career in education, you immediately feel stressed and overwhelmed, consider this free workshop and the free accompanying workbook, your free toolbox for preparing for changing your reality today. Are you ready to take action and do what's best for future you? Wherever you are on your burnout journey and no matter your burnout type, this workshop is guaranteed to help you to take a next step that is best for you. Who wouldn't want that? Go to burnedinteacher.com slash workshop today. Register for free, print out the workbook, pour yourself something nice, and begin to change your life in less than an hour. Listen, 
I remember the moment when I knew I had to do something truly different. And unfortunately, my moment came in the form of sobbing to my coworkers about my dog crapping in his kennel. There was nothing pretty about that moment. And I don't want that for you. So before you hit your rock bottom, and heck, even if you have, jump over to burnedinteacher.com slash workshop today and do something truly different for your burnout. While your burnout isn't your fault, it is your responsibility to move through it. So let's do this together. I'll see you there. Now back to the episode. So what was kind of your your breaking point then that that caused you to choose to take that leap to the elementary school, even though you kept having this narrative in your head, as well as, you know, you know, people think that they're, you know, they're paying us a compliment when they say, gosh, it was so different when you weren't here. Basically, almost accidentally like guilting you and making you think, oh my gosh, I can't leave because if I do, it's a dumpster fire. And, you know, that kind of puts that extra pressure on you. So like what, what caused you to go ahead and, and make that change? I pretty much said, if I don't make a change now, I'm Mm -hmm. going to find a new job. Mm -hmm. And I had, I talked to different people that I had trusted had been there for a while and you know, people were like, but it's, it's amazing how, when you say that you're, that you need a change, that you're suffering and you're unhappy, people really almost try to talk you into what you're doing, making it well, but next year will be better. Next year will be better. And I was like, I've been doing this for, it was well over a decade by that point. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, no, and I really, I just went to um, my principal at the time and I was like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had had the talk before because different opportunities had been come my way. And I was like, no, no, no. Because I was so stuck in being comfortable mm-hmm. of what I knew that finally I was like, it's now or never. Um, it was one of those opportunities. Both my kids were still in daycare at the time. So I only had one drop off. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, if I don't, if I don't do this now, I'm either going to leave teaching. And I love being a teacher mom. I mm-hmm. I absolutely, I say to people when they're so sad about like their maternity leave coming to an end, I'm like, being a teacher mom is the greatest, just wait. Mm-hmm. So I felt like if I'm going to do it, I just have to do it. And it was, I was only changing, um, I was still staying in the same district. Mm -hmm. Um, So that also made it a little bit easier to know that I was just kind of going, I could still go back if I didn't, if I didn't like it. Yes. So that did help me. Yeah. So it was interesting to, again, this seems like a common theme. So it sounds like you, even though, again, people thought that they were being encouraging, they really were tearing you down, essentially. Yes. They were those tear downers because they wanted you to be safe. They wanted you to stay the same when you were clearly ready to grow or you were going to go. Like it was, there was no other option. That was it. Mm -hmm. I really had no other option. And the other thing that I learned is that so many people depended on me. Mm-hmm. Yet I didn't have, I couldn't depend on anybody mm-hmm. because it was just so, so much was, so much was on my plate. And then I also wasn't always getting the credit that I felt like I deserved. And it was just at a time where it was kind of a dark time because on the outside, I put on a great facade. Mm-hmm. You know, I am happy. Life is good. But really, I want it more. I always mm-hmm. want it more. 
and some I was able to talk myself into not wanting more and mm-hmm. staying where I was, you know. I am just, I'm over here like smiling ear to ear, but it's almost like that uncomfortable, like, oh, I know how hard it is. That was me when I taught third grade. That was me. That was me when I had that infamous breakdown. I kept telling myself, you, you can't want more. You shouldn't want more. You have, your kids go to the school. Your husband teaches down the hall. Like you should be so happy. What is wrong with you? You're being so Mm -hmm. selfish. You should not want more. (laughs) There's no more to be had, you know, and gosh, it just crushes you. It does. And that's really what was happening. I was just kind of in a holding pattern mm-hmm. and, and change is hard, you mm-hmm. know, in special mm-hmm. ed, we always preach about flexibility. And then here I was being so rigid yes. and not wanting to take any chances or try something new or really do what was best for me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, so one day an opportunity kind of fell in my lap. And they were like, we're starting this new program. You know, we know you want to move. What do you think? And I was like, I'm in. Yes. And I took it. Good for you. So that was 12 years ago, right? So was uh, that, that was four years ago. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Four years ago. Cause you were 12 years in the high school the or school. in the middle school. Yes. And then, yes. Okay. So four years ago, but you didn't join Burned in Teacher University four years ago. So I'm curious about what has happened in the last four years that caused you to seek out, like, wherever you found Burned in Teacher, I'm, I'm, I don't know. That would be an interesting question to ask too. But clearly there was another bout of burnout that happened that caused you to look for some support. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the pandemic Um, was very difficult because teaching elementary, teaching elementary special ed Mm -hmm. really was it to sit back and think of all that we did during that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no events or buts. We were working 24 seven. So what has led me is now we've never had a normal year. And I know I'm so tired of hearing not a normal year, you know, let's, I mean, the, the terms, what is even normal? It's normal for every year to be, (laughs) to be crazy in its own way. Yes, exactly. It's crazy for every year to have these ups and these downs and, you know, the flu, like the flu, the flu is such a, such a thing. You know, I was always cleaning my desk and practicing hand hygiene, washing hands before. So what really happened that led me to the burned in teacher was I had the best summer of my life. <laughs> and with that summer was I was happy. I was setting boundaries. I mean, I didn't, I don't teach ESY, which, you know, some special ed teachers do need to. I don't teach ESY because it wouldn't make sense for me with my kids being so little, but I had the best summer and on one of your podcasts, you made this um, goal for us was to set a goal for your school year. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I will tell you that I've been listening to the podcast from like all the way when I go on a run, I will listen to a podcast. I'm like, all right, so I want to do, you know, a 45 minute. Let's see which one is 45 minutes. And I will <laughs> listen as I run and I kind of pace myself. I love um, that. Except then when you say, pen and paper I'm like 
Amber, I don't have that on this run. <laughs> so, um, but I set the goal that I wanted to enjoy my school year. Like I enjoyed my summer. And then, okay, so then you do that little deep dive. What, what did I enjoy about my summer? Well, it was a little slower pace, which, okay. Mm-hmm. But we were still busy for any parents out there or anybody that's ever been involved with swim team. We did summer swim and it was ours. So like, it wasn't like I had an abundance of free time. I did it, but I wanted to have such a great school year and enjoy myself that I was like, okay, how do I do this? Mm. Um, and that's where I found the burned in teacher. So it was, I needed help in setting boundaries. Mm. I needed help in leaving on time. I needed help knowing it was okay. I needed that reassurance mm. because I especially think that for special ed teachers and not all my students are verbal. Mm-hmm. So I feel more of this, this, it's not a desire, this need that if their parents need me, I'm the voice. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't turning myself off. And I just said, enough is enough. I want to enjoy this job, especially if I want to do it for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So first I started with the podcast. That wasn't enough for me. Then I did a deep dive and went into the university and just haven't looked back. Mm -hmm. So what steps have resonated with you the most? I think that the batching and blocking Mm -hmm. have been the biggest game changer for me right now. I sat one day and I'm a mom, I'm a dog mom. You know, <laughs> I, I'm married. I'm married. I didn't even say that at all. I am married. I do have. I wondered. <laughs> yes, right. I know. I never mentioned him. Uh, <laughs> he's down there making sure the kids are uh, having their dinner. But I sat down and one day and said, and I wrote down everything that I needed to do, everything from vacuuming my floors um, to getting the wash done to IEP progress monitoring to staff evaluations, everything I could possibly do that would make my life easier because I know what makes my life easier. I know how a well-organized Amy runs. Mm -hmm. So I did all of that and put them into little blocks. And then I set reminders in my phone. Um, I call it success for work. Mm -hmm. Um, I do that on Friday. So before I leave on Friday, I know that my plans are done. My ca- I print out my calendar. I write everything in there, but then I print it out. My staff lessons are done. Are my staff like schedules? Everything that I could think of. I know things will come in. Staff are going to call out. I know all of that's going to happen. But for the most part, I walk in on Monday morning and it's there, and we go. That's amazing. And I I love. I know exactly what you're talking about. That feeling is like it is the best feeling. Yes. To leave on Friday and know that Monday is waiting right there for you. There's nothing like it. And I'm able to enjoy my weekend a little bit more Mm -hmm. because I'm not, I'm already set up for success. Yeah, It's important to me that my house is like, right now everybody's been tricking leaves in left and right. But (laughs) I set aside a little bit of time on Wednesdays 
to clean the floors and like that then I'm not spending my whole weekend doing all of those tasks Mm -hmm. that I was doing before Mm -hmm. it leaves me time to actually enjoy life I get to go out with my friends I get to take my kids somewhere and it's not like we have all of this to do. I mean, I have just been able to, in the last few weeks, open up my life to be organized, productive. And in all, by doing all of that, I'm so much happier. Right. It's, it's so interesting. And I love to ask the question, like, why, you know, but not why are you teaching? Why do you want to make a change? Because if we don't start with that, we won't we won't make a change. And for you, if you wanted to feel like summer you all yeah. year round, right? Like that that was your why. Like, how can I live this life all year as much as possible? Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like you really truly do come back to that in all of your decisions about your organization, your batching, your blocking, what you're spending your time on. Is that I, true? Is that true? That is completely true. I yeah. have weeks where I'm like, this was great. And I get to see my friends. Not all my friends are teachers. Some are. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I get to spend time with my friends that I was only spending time with during the summer. Yeah. And that's just not what, that's not healthy. That's not productive. It's not healthy and it's not guaranteed. Right. You know, that's that's going really deep, but we're we're not guaranteed summer. We're not guaranteed, you know, any, any more weekends. We are only guaranteed today. We're only guaranteed right now. Right. So I'm sorry, go ahead. I made the best of it. Yeah. But I had to put the work in. Yes. What you have helped me in such a big way is given me the outline. You know, you're not saying to me, Amy, you should be vacuuming your floors on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You're not saying that to me, but I was able to take what you made in that course put it into my own life. And I just, you know, well, cause that's what works best for me. And I think that's what I recommend this to everybody, people who are, I mean, in education right now, I see teachers who are completely burned out, but I also tell some new teachers that I mentor, I'm like, start now, learn now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the course I talk about, you know, feel the feelings your feelings are real. Your feelings are valid, but then use those to ignite your curiosity and to learn. And that's what this process is all about because I'm teaching you these strategies and these skills that I had to learn just by doing random research because there was nothing out there for me when I was struggling and I was crying in my car all the time, but then we can't just stop there. We can't just learn. We actually have to do those things. We have to try those things and take those risks, those calculated risks and, and like you said, it's a, it is your personalized burnout plan. Like all I'm laying out this process for you and I'm not sure, have you made it through all of the modules already? Not yet. Okay. So I'll give you a quick sneak peek. So in the last module, you'll learn that this is what resilience looks like. And resilience doesn't mean that you will never have to face hardship again. And you'll learn that this process is cyclical. Like you'll go mm-hmm. through this Anytime that you are faced with a hardship, you're going to have those steps to to decide what your next best step is, because the thing that is so hard for me to watch is for people to just be stuck and to just sit yeah. in that unhappiness and just sit in that burnout. And it's just, it's so sad to me because it's such a waste of potential to live such a beautiful life 
and to use those challenges as an opportunity to grow, which it looks like you have done. Yes. I mean, as a special teacher, but as a teacher in general, we're always teaching our kids to use different tools so that they can use that tool to -hmm. then make something better. And often I feel like nobody teaches teachers what to use. Mm -hmm. Nobody takes the time, you know, there's that like quote teachers are the is the only profession where you lose sleep about other people's kids Mm. you know I mean sometimes I'm up at night thinking about like how can I best support this student you know Mm. oh that happened their parents should know that you know nobody gives us the tools to do but now we do yes and I'm just sleeping better because Mm. I have a plan and I think that's what was missing for all of those years before and I wish I had just found it you know I don't it wasn't around you know it wasn't even there (laughs) I was in the depths of my burnout while you were (laughs) you were going through your burnout yes I was um, if I had just had something Mm. to help me see what could be I just think like I feel like I'm a stronger teacher now Mm. because I'm more organized and it's not always easy it's not saying that this is like a a plan for you know how to teach no I just get to be myself and do what I love Mm. and I feel for the first time in a really long time hey I can continue with this for years to come Mm. and there is nothing like that feeling. There isn't. And especially for somebody like I can relate to what you're saying so, so deeply. And I did mention this on a recent podcast episode um, about me not being afraid and why it is that I'm sharing how how much I was struggling back in September. Um, This is the first time in my career where I have not been looking for a way out of it or wondering if this was my career for me. I really, truly, from the bottom of my heart, mean every word I say when I say I want to do this job for a long time. Like, I've never, I've always been a goalpost mover. I've always been someone who's on, my number one strength is futuristic. Like, I'm always thinking Mm -hmm. about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And now I'm just like, I am, I'm so content in what I'm doing as a kindergarten teacher. I know that I have room to grow. I know that there are going to continue to be challenges. But that's in any career. In any career, right. you should be faced with challenges that that stretch you. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm not dreading it for the first time in my in my 14 years of teaching. Right. And that's such a gift in itself. Like mm-hmm. to know that we're gonna be okay and that we wanna keep doing it. Yeah. You know, special ed is not you know, the paperwork alone, it's, I feel like it's often two jobs. We have the paperwork aspect of it and then the, the teaching aspect of it. Yeah. And there was a time where I was like, I am either a good teacher or on top of my paperwork. There's no happy medium. Mm-hmm. And of course the paperwork, a lot of times would, I would make sure I would get that done. But now I feel like, oh my gosh, like, great. Look at me, you know, I can Look do this. Yes. And it's, to lead and then I leave now I set an alarm to let myself know that it's 3 45 I should be leaving and I'm like oh look at that like it's 3 3 35 and I'm already set up for the next day like for a special education teacher to be able to say that yeah that's 
that's insane. Like I feel it's like people insane. who are in special ed listening to this, they're like, she's crazy. There's no possible way. Mm-hmm. And there is, mm-hmm. and there's, I hope people know, like, it's not always easy. I still, I did the 40 or I did the how many hours a week. Mm-hmm. And I really, you know, I spent the time to make the plan, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, wasn't always easy finding, you know, a nice time to actually reflect on everything that I had to do, wanted to do. I did those hours. So I give myself a little bit of free time over the weekend, Mm -hmm. but I don't even always need it anymore Mm -hmm. because I'm that on top of things. And it's just like, Ooh, how, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You are capable here? of amazing things, but you have to believe that you are first. Yes. So two more questions for you. Number one, where, uh, what plans do you have for yourself moving forward? Moving forward? Um, I am going to really, I just want to kind of keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm really happy with like where I am, the school I'm at, I would like to continue. I really just want to maintain right now. If yeah. I could maintain what I'm doing right now, I'm able to leave at, you know, three forty-five, four o'clock, and I go for a run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I come home, and I've gotten my day is done, my workouts done. I'm able to enjoy my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, my goal is really just to kind of maintain. And then in school wise, I just want to keep growing my program, um, learning about all the new programs that are out there, learning about new strategies, you know, everything I feel like you can learn so much. I just want to make sure I take the time. Um, we have a local intermediate unit that does trainings. So I want to like actually set aside the time to learn stuff that's of interest to me Mm -hmm. I don't really have a desire to go back to school I just want to kind of strengthen my own teaching I I love that so much I'm I'm there too I just I really want to maintain this I mean my two core values are kindness and joy in mm-hmm. in my teaching in my classroom i want to teach kids to be kind and i also want them to just feel joy mm-hmm. um so that's that's exactly how i feel as well all right last question okay. so what advice would you give a teacher who is struggling with burnout right now i think that if somebody was struggling right now with burnout I would tell them to just stop and really put the time into thinking why. I often think that we just push through our burnout. Mm -hmm. We keep thinking, I'll wake up tomorrow and it will be better. Or let me get to this break and it will be better. Let me get to next weekend. It will be better. My advice would be just to stop because it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better until you put the boundaries in. Mm -hmm. You put the changes in. But you can't really do any of that until you know why it's happening. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we don't want to have those hard conversations, even with with ourselves. I know way back when... I was my own worst enemy because I was bringing work home Mm. and I should have stopped that. 
So I think my advice would be just to stop and put that time into it. You know, even just little changes make such a big impact. Really and do. when you set your goals, maybe your goal, like I think a lot of times in teaching, we think our goal is to be a doctor, administrator. You know, you and I are both, we've been teaching for a while and our goal right now is to maintain what we're doing. And I think that's okay mm -hmm. as well for people to know, like you can get to that point. Yeah, We're not trying to, you know, be the superintendent of a school. We just, I am very happy being an autistic support teacher. You're very happy being a kindergarten teacher and that's okay. Yes. And I think that's what needs to be said. I love that you said that because I think something that is um, kind of misinformed or mis misunderstood about what burn and teacher stands for is that I am here trying to tell you to suck it up and just enjoy, you know, where you are right now. And, or I'm trying to get teachers out of teaching and it's right. neither nor those things. It's what do you want? Right. What do you, what do you, cause if you want to be a superintendent, that's awesome. We need some really great superintendents yes. out there. So if that, if that is what you truly desire, then what is it that you need to do to get there? Right. Because if you are keeping yourself stuck in this belief of like, I could never do that, or, you know, it's too expensive to get my doctorate or, you know, all these number of negative self-talks that keep us safe and keep us the same, you know, yes, it's expensive, expensive to get your doctorate. But if that's what your goal is, what are you going to do to get yourself there financially? Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's just one of the many examples, you know, and if you do want to leave education, like that is an option for you right. but really think through it because as somebody who has left teaching twice and returned mm -hmm. twice, I'm here to tell yes. you, I don't want anybody out there to make a knee jerk decision. Um, yeah. But I do also love what you said earlier about you, you left for this to start this program at the elementary school, but you knew that you could go back essentially, yeah. if you wanted to. And that's, that's such a privilege to be able to say. And yeah. I think for a lot of teachers, they feel like if they leave to pursue maybe a different career path, they mm -hmm. might be telling themselves that I can't, I can't leave and then go back. Like, gosh, I would be so ashamed. It would look like I failed or it would look like I'm wishy-washy. Like life is messy. We're learning right. as we go. Like no one has this crazy life figured out. Nope. Nobody has it figured out. And Really, if you're doing what's best for yourself, sometimes when you do go, then they're like, oh, a missing piece. And then you come back and people are so happy. I'm in a small district. I just recently went to a training at the middle school. I ran into so many people that were so happy to see me. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel good. Not that they miss me, but like, that I left an impact that people yes. still remember me. And they're like, it's so nice to see your face. Aww. So, and I never would have had that experience if I had not gone down to the elementary school. And I love elementary. I, I feel so lucky that I learned my heart belongs in, in the elementary school. Yeah. But I also know that like, I wouldn't be where I was if I had not gone through everything that I'd gone through before. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like it really has made you stronger, a more resilient person, more resilient mm -hmm. teacher. And you've really taken ownership over your burnout. I mean, that's the ultimate goal too, is like, it's not your fault that this happened, but it is your responsibility. And you have taken yeah. full responsibility for your burnout and for everything that's going to happen from here on out. 
right? I totally took responsibility. I learned from it. And while I would never want somebody to learn, I would never want somebody to feel burned out. You know, I wouldn't wish that on somebody. I want, you know, people to, especially new special ed teachers that are, you know, up to their eyeballs in paperwork. I I want them to know, like, it does get better and you get better. Mm -hmm. You know, the teacher that I, the special ed teacher that I was 17 years ago is definitely not the person, you know, I would spend hours writing IEPs. Now, you know, you do get better in time and in practice. And I'm able to enjoy every area of my life because I've made the changes and, you know, I am totally burned in. Oh, I can't think of a better way to end this episode because I really do feel like you are the epitome of a burn-in teacher and you've not even finished the course yet. <laughs> and I know I exactly like my life changed just in a little bit of time that I, and, and I don't t- say that lightly, you know, I had a lot of goals mm-hmm. and a lot of things that I wanted to do and I didn't know where to start. So mm-hmm. it was easier for me not to start. And then oh I just gosh. did some, you know, little batching of work here and I I have clean bathrooms and clean floors every week. <laughs> that is also the best feeling. <laughs> yes. Clean bathrooms. Well, Amy, I am so, so grateful that you were willing to spend time with me today and you are willing to be so brave and to share your story. Cause I know it's not always an easy thing to do, but I just really appreciate you sharing just your transformation over the last couple of weeks or months. Yes. And thank you for all the hard work that you've done because, you know, it's so nice that you do these um, burned in teacher episodes so that other people can hear, okay, like I resonate with that. That makes sense. You Mm -hmm. know, maybe a special ed teacher will listen and be like, hey, okay, (laughs) there is, there is hope through the paperwork. There is hope for the paperwork. Thank you so much. It is from the bottom of my heart, such a pleasure. And I just really appreciate that, that you are, I'm just, I'm just really so grateful that you're seeing results in your own life because that has been my goal. My number one goal, even when I didn't really understand back in 2016, what burn and teacher was going to be. I just knew that I didn't want people to feel the way that I was feeling and to stay there because it is. It is the hardest. It's hard. It's even hard for me to go back and imagine how I felt back in those days. It is the hardest thing to yes. go through by yourself and to feel like no one understands you and that there's no way out. And there's no way, right? right. But your goals, here I am. Yes. And I'm so, so glad to have met you, Amy. Thank you so much for sharing your story. We are so grateful. I cannot wait for the listeners to hear this. So thanks again. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, everybody, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on.